Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Today is February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. This is Day Break Live with the Nesbitts. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy. Grab your coffee and your Bible Listen to what the Spirit says It's time for Daybreak Daybreak Go! Good morning! Good morning! Hey everybody! Glad you're here. It's a beautiful
Yes. Yes, yes. That's good. That was good. Yes. That's a good song. Happy Valentine. Oh. <laughs> oh, good morning, Saints. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Ah, my kids sing so good, don't they? I'm so proud of them. So, it is February the 14th. A date known as St. Valentine's Day. Uh, let me give you just a little history before we get into our Bible study. Of course, we're in Proverbs 31, if you'll be turning there. Um, now, here's the deal. you got to remember this when it comes to history like this. For the New Testament that you hold in your hand, there are so many documents, it is absolutely mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. It is amazing. But some of these traditions, some of these things that that are kind of in history, it's hard to nail down exactly what's true, exactly what isn't true. We don't know. But I will give you at least the rundown of what's generally believed so that you can kind of understand uh, what took place. And so, basically, St. Valentine, a, a guy, a dude, a guy, a Christian, <laughs> lived, a priest, a dude. Uh, he, there was a time, if you, from the time of Jesus, okay, then the first persecutions that come upon the church was by the Jewish people. Most of you know this. In the book of Acts, it's Rome actually protected uh, protected the believers for a period of time but it was a uh, it was a long time before Christianity became legal in the Roman Empire a long time actually it was Constantine that would make it uh, okay many many years later like 300 AD 303 AD so you had hundreds of years where Christianity was illegal now under uh, one of the emperors they call Claudius the Cruel Claudius the Cruel he had it in his head that the reason he couldn't have the army he wanted for his wars because men wanted to stay home with their wives and their families and they didn't want to go to war they didn't want to go fight so he made it illegal for people to get married or be engaged during the 200s so this is how what the story goes. Now during this time, Saint Valentine, uh, he of course believed in marriage. He believed in especially Christian marriage, and so he secretly married people. He secretly married people. When Claudius II found out, not only was he sentenced to death, it is said that he was sentenced to three executions, beating then stoning, then beheading. And it is said that he was executed as a martyr in 270 A.D. And some people say it was February the 14th. We don't know if it was actually that day. What we do know is in the Roman Empire, there was a festival that uh, was, was pretty radical on February the 15th. 
And as the custom, once Christianity became legal in the Roman Empire, uh, just like they did with other holidays, with other holidays that were celebrated, they kind of Christianized them. And so uh, it became a day to remember St. Valentine's, and he became known as, you know, the Valentine's of love because he would marry people in secret. Uh, you know, it's this, these kind of things are hard for us to understand. Now, some people are very critical about the years the church went through in this time. And, and, you know, you have a right to be as critical as you want to be. But you need to try to understand culture and context and what it's really like. It's just like today. It's really hard for us in America to understand what our brothers and sisters are going through in Iran or in Afghanistan uh, even in Pakistan, or you know, it's just hard to understand. You know, in Haiti, just recently, seven nuns were kidnapped to be held for ransom, right? Uh, and so, it, it's a pretty bold thing to go against the government and say, "I know you say this, but we will not." You know, we we say God's laws is higher than your laws. And there's probably coming a day pretty quickly. I, I hope it's on off. If a revival takes place, it'll be a while, okay? But things ain't looking good. It, you know, here even here in America, uh, we think, oh, it's awesome. There's, a, there's places in America where you can get arrested for preaching on the sidewalk. In America today. So it's not, it's not so far-fetched when people who rule over you can change quickly. And then what will you do? Well, you know, it's easy to serve God when it's when there's no cost to it, right? But when there's a cost to it, what will you do? So anyway, that gives you just a little bit of history. That's kind of a, a rabbit trail, I guess. We, uh, but don't worry, we didn't charge you for it. Yeah, there's no charge. That was free. So uh, Proverbs 31, Proverbs 31, we're talking about the virtuous wife. And... Uh, for any Messianics out there that listen in, you know, you know, we read this or a portion of this every Friday night as candles get lit. We read this over the wives as a, a beautiful scripture to read over our wives uh, because this is superwoman here. This Proverbs 31 woman is superwoman. And she, she's amazing. She's amazing. And as we shared yesterday, this is a mama telling a son what to look for in a woman. This is the kind of woman you want, son. They, it's going to be hard to find. I was going to say, you think she was just trying to keep him at home? <laughs> it's going to be hard to find a woman like this. Like I said, this is this is superwoman. So we've always, we've already saw yesterday how... You know, she does her husband good. She, she's busy, you know. She's, she's about the business of the household. She's, she's investing, right? I mean, this woman is amazing. She works with her hands. We saw this. She makes sure she's got food coming in to make sure her house is, is full of food. She gets up before, day, before daylight. She gets up and, and starts fixing food and providing for her house. And just just says again, she's not lazy. That's all it's saying. And we got to verse 17. I want to read verse 17 again today. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. To gird, 
No. You know what I didn't do? I didn't put all these scriptures in. <laughs> totally forgot that. But I got one. I got a few of them here. Well, she I would, girds her. I put them in there for you, but my computer is quite crazy. Yeah, your computer's off. Uh, and it's okay. She girds herself with strength. To gird yourself is to like put on a belt, you know, to gird up your loins, to gird yourself, to, pre to prepare for action. And it says she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. What exactly does that mean? We don't know. You know it sounds like she keeps herself in shape. She's useful. Uh, 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 um, strengthens her arms means she's, you know, she's about the business. She's doing things. It also could mean, you know, that she exercises. She keeps herself in, in shape. It could actually mean that. She, she makes sure that she uh, is how she needs to be to be able to take care of her home. I was thinking about how, you know, God extends his arm, and you talk about the arm of the Lord, and there's so much in the arm that, like, mm -hmm. we've heard... Uh, it's strength. It's a symbol of strength. It's a symbol of strength. Mm -hmm. so the arm of the Lord. She uses her power and her strength for good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Verse 18. And been some different kind of sermons on this portion, but we're going to keep it in the context of the scripture. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. But what it's talking about here is that she makes sure that she has good supplies. This is what it's actually talking about. She has good supplies. Her lamp does not go out by, by night. Okay. What is, what is a lamp filled with? What, what gives light in the lamp? Oil. So what it means is, is she is careful to buy the best oil, the oil that would last throughout the night. You remember the parable? Jesus used oil, even in the parable of the virgins. Remember, they, some of them had oil, but, it, but they didn't have the right kind of oil or enough oil to keep their lamps burning. Remember that? Yeah. And, and they're like, hey, give us some of your oil. Our, our lamps have went out. Well, the Proverbs 31 woman She's she she has good merchandise. She buys the best oil. She be she's sure that she has enough oil, and that her oil does not go out by night. Meaning she keeps enough oil, and she buys the best oil. I mean, this is what it's talking about. She's wise. She's smart. Verse nineteen, she stretches out her hands to the distaff. Her hands holds the spindle. Now, this is kind of interesting, but you got to keep it in the context here. The distaff is this straight rod that they would have, um, they make thread and stuff with. You know, the, the spinning wheel took the place of this early in history. And, and we today don't know a lot about these kinds of things. Uh, but, but basically, it means she, she spins and she makes thread. Uh, be, what would it be like to make all your own clothes? I don't. I don't mean go to the store and buy fabric. No, you. Make I mean you got to make your. You, shear sheep. You got to shear the sheep. And you got to turn the wool into thread. You know that's thread. what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and that's not an easy thing. I mean, you <laughs> no. have to part, You have to clean that wool over and over again, and then if you want different colors, you have to dye that wool, and you have to card that wool, and pull it apart, and and then you have to run it through this a spinning wheel, and then you have to. Run that thread through a loom and weave it. See, listen. 
and make the cloth. And, Amen. And I mean, and then once you have the cloth, then you get to actually then sew you a make, garment. You, then you sew a garment, right? It's not like run to Joann's and just buy you a bunch of... <laughs> it's so different for us, material. right? I mean, we it's hard for us to even imagine. It's just hard for me to even imagine shearing sheep and making thread. I mean, that just that kind of stuff is hard for me. But this is Superwoman. This woman is about the business of the house. She is making sure. How does that translate in today? However you would translate it today, I, you know. You could also she can she make sure she's got good light bulbs in the house. The thing, <laughs> the good kind that don't take too much energy. <laughs> That lasts a long time. The lamp and the oil, though, I was thinking, you know, kind of metaphorically. If you go talk a long time, you need to come over here, baby. I tell I you. I might as well because I can't comment <laughs> um, online. So. Well, I just want you closer to the mic. They can't hear you good. Yeah. I did not realize my computer updated last night, so apparently uh, my lamp kind of went out. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was going to say, in today's time, metaphorically looking at that, uh, the oil being the spirit, her lamp does not go out by night. It is getting darker and darker and darker, but she's keeping her faith. You know, I mean, that's another oh, metaphorically, yeah, okay. metaphorical way of looking at it is, ladies, sometimes things seem hard, and it's and it feels like there's no hope, but her lamp doesn't go out by night, no matter how dark it gets. Mm -hmm. Don't hit the table, sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was shaking everybody. It's an earthquake here and defeated today. <laughs> Amen. 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 Yeah. Want me to go away now? No, you don't have to go okay. away. <laughs> so she extends her hands to the poor. Oh, verse 20. I got that one. I can throw that up there. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy, meaning she's a woman of compassion, right? Um, and listen, I jotted down a few things about the poor so so not only is this proverbs 31 woman keeping her house in order she's also making sure that she has something for the poor now i can't even explain to you how important this is in god's economy if you'll remember jesus even uses giving to the poor as one of the ways that you become perfect you remember the rich young ruler? You remember him? And uh, he comes to Jesus and he asks him all these questions. Over in Matthew 19, 21, we find Jesus saying to this young ruler, uh, are you heading out? I'm going to scoot over. In, pro, in, in Matthew 19, 21, Jesus said, if you want to be perfect... Go and sell what you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. Sell what you have, give it to the poor, if you want to be perfect. So maturity, or moving on to maturity, is coming to the place that you recognize God's heart for the poor. What does that mean? Do you know that God created all men equal? Do you know that the, the very fact that there are people that are so poor, it wasn't God's will for this. This I think this falls into the fallenness of man, the inhumanity of man, 
that oppresses the poor and keeps them down, right? Uh, God has a heart for the poor. You cannot read the Bible and not see that God has a heart for the poor. To the poor, the gospel is preached, right? Even in Proverbs, you remember back in Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 17, the scripture said, he that is generous to the poor lends to the Lord. Well, of course, that makes sense. Proverbs says, if you're generous to the poor, you're, if you give to the poor, you're giving to the Lord. Well, the Lord himself is in flesh, and he's speaking to a rich young ruler and says, hey, what should I do? And he says, hey, you know what you need to do? You need to live right and keep the commandments. He said, I've done all of that. I've done all of that. Matthew 19, read it for yourself. I've done all that from the time I was young. He says, well, if you want to be perfect, you want to be mature, you want to really grow up, go sell what you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. The closer you get to the Lord, I would even, I would even say that you can measure your spirituality of your closeness to the Lord by your generosity to the poor and your desire for the to, to help the poor let me give you one more scripture the apostle paul is talking to the leaders of the church in acts chapter 20 and he shares with us something that the lord jesus told him himself you know jesus and paul spent some time speaking to each other and he went into arabia and spent three years right learning from the Lord himself. And here in verse chapter 20, Acts 20, 35, he says, I've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. Remember the words and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said. What's the words that he said? It is more blessed. Can anybody fill that in? Do we believe that? Because sometimes we don't live like we believe that. We think it's more blessed to receive than to give. Gimme, 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 gimme. Right? But that's not the teachings of the Lord. The teaching of the Lord is it's more blessed to give than to receive. And don't you think that's what Jesus was talking about when he said, lay up your treasures in heaven? You know, that you guys that are part of Seawell, you support Seawell. What do we do? You go to the missions. That look, at, look at all the places we give. It's, I mean, this is kind of a gathering. If you, you know, you could kind of lump Seawell Church Without Walls into this. It's a, it's a group of people that's come together to share our resources to give to people. That's what we try to do, because we recognize that, and we all still have it made, and and we just praise God for that. And thank you for your love, and thank you for being willing to give, and you know, just. Praise the Lord for his goodness. But in the Proverb 31 woman is saying, this woman, this woman is awesome. Not only does she take care of her house, she makes sure she's got something to give to the poor. She extends. Her hand right. to the poor. Megan wants to say something. Come on, daughter. Just real quick on this Proverbs 31 woman, because I don't, this is kind of to the, to the ladies, but I don't know about you, but when we hold her up to such a high standard, not that she isn't a high standard, it feels like I'm never going to be the Proverbs 31 woman. It's impossible. Kind of like, like I'm never going to get there. But then I was thinking, this is a woman who's submitted to the Lord. 
right? It mm -hmm. ends with uh, charm is deceitful, beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the work of her hands and let her own works praise let her. Let her own weight praise like her in the gates. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So it made me think because we can get wrapped up in all of her things that she's doing and be like, oh, I got to gird myself with strength. Oh, I got to make sure I got this. And we're thinking about the things, but not thinking about this woman is submitted to the Lord and working in her natural area. Yeah. You know so what let's, I mean? Let's, sim let's simplify it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but we could simplify it with the two greatest commandments. Mm -hmm. Love, Love God. Love, love your, your neighbor as yourself. yourself. So she wants to make sure she's providing for her household, right. for, that her husband, she wants to do her good good for her husband because what do you do? You mm -hmm. you uh, you do good for others, right? right? You consider others better than yourself. This is, you love people like you would love you. So you love your husband, you love your kids, you love those who's working for you, and then you got poor people around you. You make sure you give right. to them. So it's really not you're, complicated. It's just right. loving God and you're loving You're compassionate people. and you're going to want to speak kindly because, okay, like the tongue is impossible to tame, right? But not with the Holy Spirit. Like mom was saying, a woman filled with the Holy Spirit only by that, and, only by and, that. And, and by, yes, your will being submitted to that, to going, okay, Lord, I'm going to shut my mouth, and I'm going to be kind. <laughs> I'm going to speak edifying words. But that comes by the Spirit. Instead of being like a woman, you have a kindness on your tongue, and you're like, ah. It makes it so much harder. So I was just sitting over there, and I'm thinking, I'm like, we make her like these things, you know, we can make her the impossible woman to be. But when we're a woman who is fearing the Lord, mm -hmm. submitting to the Lord in Amen. His ways, then these things naturally come out because it's, natural. because it's how he created us. Yeah, and you could say these same things for any man. Like we were, I wanted to bring that out yesterday too. Mm -hmm. For you know, this is not just one. This is what it looks like when you love God and you love people. Right. You know, you you help those around you. You you care for them. You make sure they've got clothes to wear. You make sure they've got something to eat. Right. right. Yeah. Just like here, maybe mom runs a store and picks up the food and make sure the cupboards are full. Uh, but, you know, my lot is to make sure that we've got something to buy it with, right. you know, and yeah. make sure we, we can, we can to put provide. food. Yeah. Right. So and yeah. she takes your provision and makes. Amen. <laughs> amen. It's a good, good talk. Only with God's help. Miss Peggy says. I was thinking about what is Only it? with God's help. Let me throw that up there. Her husband is known in the gate, you know, Amen, sister. Amen. You think about people that we know, famous couples. If they, if there's a bad woman, you know, then it shows in the man. Mm. And if there's a good woman behind him, you know, and helping him and being a helpmate that she was created oh, to be yeah. and full of spirit, Amen. then he will be known in the gate. He will be respected. And I was also thinking about We're like and, way, way over, yeah. just letting y'all know this. But I'm going to be gone for the rest of the week, so. <laughs> You're not gone tomorrow. Oh, good. Um, so I was thinking that, um, you know, he he's known in the gates. And I was also thinking, ladies, you know, if you're a woman that your husband's proud of, now this is typical, you tell me if I'm wrong, a man will brag to other men about his wife if she's a good wife. Yeah. Okay. Most men, some may privately tear down their wives between each other, but most of them just keep kind of quiet about a bad wife a lot of times because because they're ashamed, you know, when they're stuck with this and they're not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Is that true? Yeah. 
I mean, you know what I'm saying. Oh, no, some, some, some guys really complain about their wife. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, I would think that. It, some you guys know, do. I would just keep my mouth shut if mine was sorry. <laughs> I'd just be like, mm, yeah, well, mm. <laughs> yeah. But he's known in the gates. That means he has a reputation. Amen. Is that, is that good? Is that it? I'm still on the same day. We're over now 30 you, minutes. We are over you, 30 minutes. We're not 30 minutes over. <laughs> no, but let's, let's close. Let's take the Lord's Two Prayer together, over. okay? Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Let's let's pray. You ready? Our Father, Father who art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be your name. Your, your kingdom, kingdom come. come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Good word, wife. All right. Love you guys. See you in the morning. Bye.